0: next chapter podcasts
1: by this point you guys can probably tell that indecent doesn't fuck around we plan to get right up in life's little nooks and crannies for a good look at humanity's love-hate relationship with itself and the way we do that is by talking with amazing people like artist and activist viva ruiz who did an incredible job last week walking us through why abortion shouldn't be anyone's dirty little secret so I want you to do us a favor and go out and tell 10 friends how much you love indecent. Then go tell 10 strangers. And as a reward, here's a little more from Viva Ruiz. Pregnancy may not be something you plan, right? Pregnancy can be something that happens to you, right. but it might not be what was in your plan. Right. So abortion is, is choice. And if you're saying God, abortion, that's that's love, then yes.
2: God condones choice. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, if, you know, the, the parts of the Bible, first of all, there's nothing. If we're talking about the book that became what people call the Bible, because that's different than God. You know, so that's where I separate in the institutional religion, which there are many, many ways to talk about God in many different kind, places of the world. If we choose to talk about Christianity, if we choose to talk about Catholicism, Christianity, then we're talking about that, that perspective of God or that view of God. And then we're talking about the book that was written by many different men, and there were even more books, but there was an edit that ended up being that edit, and then further on, in through interpretations of different languages, it became what it is, and yet there is no place in the written Bible that says, in the, in the Bible that exists that says abortion is bad. You know, All it says about abortion is that it is definitely condoned by a vengeful God, the God of the Old Testament. As a as a war crime, as a war tactic, because um, that God decrees that infants be ripped out of, you know, mother's wombs like that's the wording in the Old Testament. So there is mention of abortion in or a forced abortion in the Old Testament. And that's not the God that we that we love or that we see feel seen by. Mm -hmm. But that is one. Even in the Bible, there's more than one God. There's more than one interpretation of God, because when you go to the New Testament, it is um, love, right? It's, if you talk about Jesus, which a lot of the right wing love to talk about Jesus, Jesus is not that vengeful. God in the New Testament, it's that's that's where if I'm and I do claim Christianity, I am an indoctrinated Catholic. I did Catholic school for like 11, no, like 12 years. I'm very, very schooled in the ways of, the church, of Catholicism. And I also was genuinely devout when I was a child. I really wanted to be a nun. Um, I really got the unconditional love part of, the, of that book and the love your neighbor, and also, you know, how they talk about sex workers in the book and um, the outcast, the disabled, the poor. I really, really, really love that, that those are the people who inherit the earth. Those are the people at the front, that the, a rich person will never, ever be in the kingdom. Of heaven, you know what I mean? Like those anti capitalist uh, community, you know, love, humility, uh, and service. I really, really love that. So um, when it comes to abortion, as far as the loving God, it can only be love. It can only be love because it's about us, it's not about anybody else. It's about us. These are our bodies. And the Old Testament, said. I mean, the Bible, it does say the Old Testament, we were made in the image. So what I have come to realize is that I'm made in the image of a God who must be queer, who must be fluid, who loves to orgasm, who enjoys their body, who enjoys, who was made also for pleasure. Because our bodies are made specifically for pleasure as well, not just to procreate. So we have parts of our bodies that are orgasmic. That's not an accident. And um, I figured it stands to reason, it's logical, if then, that my God loves to have pleasure for pleasure, that God itself has pleasure for pleasure. And that's why we're designed like that. So it would be disrespectful to, it would be arrogant, it would be blasphemous to only think sex is for procreation. Like that is anti-God, anti-natural, actually, and so abortion is a way that we um, self-determine that that we that we say, you know what, I have sex for pleasure, and that's it. That's it. The, you know, that's why I had sex is for pleasure. It wasn't to make a human. And because it's, this is my body, I'm going to act accordingly and care for myself and have the life I want. Mm, I like that. And that is sacred.
1: God's a freak i'm I'm down I'm down with that <laughs> yeah, <it's funny> that <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting how you're taking God religion spirituality and rebranding it to fit these progressive causes because how can you grow up a certain way and identifying with certain symbolism and then just totally shun that in favor of your rights right like it, it can be
2: both things right exactly. And that's been violent, you know, that we've had to give it. That's what the right has, has created a binary, right? We've right. been living under all these binaries. If it's black or white, it's this or that. It can't be one or the other. And that is capitalism. That is uh, patriarchy. That's white supremacy. There's no uh, complexity, right? The complexity is what is kind of like the new age that we're coming into. It's like these things are opening, gender opening, sexuality opening, and the way we can have God is opening, and that's not even—I think you know—that's not new. Like the God that loved me, that I loved, was always the God, this per, this this entity, this feeling, this 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 um this idea, this God. But now I have language for it, mm-hmm. and. That's, you know, we're all, this world is changing, like it or not. And we are, you know, we are moving toward freedom. I do believe that. I really believe we're moving toward collective liberation. And, but it's painful. It's painful because there's a lot of, you know, these, these, this old way is really it's sinking dying. its claws into it. Right. And it's, and people are really suffering. You know, there are many people being forced into abortion, many women being forced into, I'm sorry, pregnancy right now. Many, you know, birthing people, you know, that includes, of course, it's women. Of course, it's mostly women. And if you're a trans person with a uterus, you know, men are having abortions. You know, black trans men are having abortions. Now, imagine if you're in a state where you're poor. And But you're white and cis woman. You, there's going to be all these barriers to, to you if it's illegal in your state. Now imagine the barriers if you're trans in that state to have an abortion. Imagine the barriers if you're Black and trans and poor in that state that's illegal to have an abortion. So we, it is necessary to speak of everybody that can't be pregnant because the people who are in the margins have the most barriers. So that's why we use all different language for people who have abortions. But, um, of course I, I do love to say women and I love women. Um, I really love women. I'm a gender fluid person, so I'm a woman. And also some, you can call me a woman, but it's incomplete for me. <laughs> and, and I don't have really for my gender, which I, I love, you know, we're in a time of, like I said, expanding and complexities. Yeah. And what you just said. Yeah. What you just said, why should I give up a God that I love that loves me? Mm-hmm because abortions it's the opposite. What I understood, what I realized when they say in church, if God is, if God is, then God is everything. Like God is my abortions. Then like that's a church ism like God is everything or God is nothing. Yeah. Well then God is my abortions. You know, I'm using, it's like, that makes sense to me actually. And it's true that I didn't go into these things without a spiritual guidance. Um, because that's just how I live. And so of course it stands again, it's logic. It's like, well, I'm just going to back into it. You know, that's, it was a blessed occasion because it, it afforded me my life.
1: Every time abortion comes up on my newsfeed, pops up on CNN, my first inclination is, okay, I'm going to go donate money to a nearby clinic or a nearby abortion fund. But that sometimes feels like not enough. Like, I feel like it feels Like the problem's almost so big that there's not enough I can do, and this is the one thing I can do. Like, what can people be doing to really support this cause when it feels like so out of our hands and so out of control?
2: That's the best question because that's the question What can I do? And that, first of all, for people to feel, What can I do? is so good. That's so good. To me, that's evidence of God. That's the evidence of God. What can I do? yeah the answer there's so many and there's so many things you can do i want to say that to anybody listening there's so many things and we've been taught you know that and i think this is part of capitalism this american exceptionalism this heroism like we don't we are not going to be heroes the way america and propaganda like movies have taught us but we can be heroes like david bowie says <laughs> just for one day and there. I really like to advocate for conversations. You know, I really love to advocate for the power of one-on-one conversations. And I have seen it, you know, I have seen, you think it's impossible to change one, the way one person thinks. And it's not about trying to change them even, but, and it's not everybody, because I don't entertain, you know, anti-abortion people. I don't have conversations like that. But among our friends and families, around, among the people we have influence with that we love, it is very powerful to open this topic and, and step in with love. And, sh- and I like to say shamelessness, but even without any resistance, you know, just love and freedom, you know, in this, it has to be a cultural shift. So the conversations we have with the people that are close to us are really important. And I've seen attitudes, hearts and minds change miraculously. So I want to say everybody has access to that, I think. Now, the other thing is what you're saying the donating money I want to support you it is revolutionary it is radical and New York Abortion Access Fund says it is radical to pay for people's abortions Yamani Hernandez from the she was from the National Network of Abortion Funds says paying for people's abortions is a radical act is a revolutionary act um it's really true because your money can make a person's whole life change, entire life. And I know it may seem not like not enough, but it really is a lot. And especially now that it is outrightly banned in I think 13 states. So imagine the cost now to escape that state, mm-hmm. take off work, find a place to stay. Other states have like 24 hour, 48 hour waiting periods. You need more than a few days to stay childcare, transport, it is re- the abortion funds really need your money. And I, would, I recommend giving directly to your local abortion funds or find the 13, find those states and find the funds. Louisiana, I know, is one. Texas is always a good place. Um, people really, 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 really need our help. Even New York City, I don't know where you are, Kiki, but I'm in New York and we have one fund. And a place like New York that wants to be an access state, a lot of people are fleeing other states to come here. Right. And so everybody is overwhelmed and they really, really need those donations. They literally pay for abortions and, you know, give people a chance to have the life that they need to have. There's also a fund called Keep Our Clinics. So that specifically goes to independent clinics to help all their logistic everythings. So they're also very important to support and people can sign up for monthly donations, you know, for any, for any of the funds, I think. Um, and it really is more radical than it feels. It's it is revolutionary because until, and we are, as we push for legal, of course, it's, it has to be more than legal, it has to be accessible, but we will, we need it to be legal as well. That's part of it being accessible. So we're pushing on all different fronts for everyone to have the abortions they need at any moment, anytime, <laughs> any place of the world, really. As we push in all our different areas, yeah, I think it's breaking the silence. Yeah.
1: Visibility is important, right? Make these people that are in power know that they, they won't stay in power if they don't show up for these people that need abortions, you know?
2: Right. And we're modeling how to speak about it and how to be about it. We're not doing 1980s, you know... Clinton, we're not doing legal, safe, rare, whatever that is. We're doing abortion anytime for any reason, anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we are. And, you know, maybe we don't have to do it, but anybody who can be there, Mm -hmm. be there. You know, everybody has different feelings about it. But what we know is that we want everybody to be safe and have access to it. Absolutely. And so we got to, you know, be really direct and open about that.
1: Subscribe, rate, and review Indecent with Kiki Anderson wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show at IndecentKiki on Instagram. Follow me at It's Kiki Anderson and email the show at indecentthepod at gmail.com. More to come next week for more Indecent, where NSFW meets LMAO.
0: Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference,